Do you love God, but sometimes struggle to love yourself and others in a way that's patient and kind? Is maintaining peace in your life a challenge? Have you tried all the diet plans and fitness programs and even submitted those plans to the Lord, but you still feel stuck? Maybe you've never learned how to truly care for your body in a way that doesn't lead to shame. If you have the desire to walk in the freedom Christ has given you, I'm here to tell you that health, healing, and freedom are available to you in the home of your good body. If you've ever felt drawn to our instructor training programs, but didn't feel called to lead a fitness class, Live Well Training is for you. You'll become a Live Well coach equipped to use physical and mental health practices to lead others to pursue a wholehearted faith. Our team of experts will guide you through research-backed physical and mental health practices that lead to lasting change. You will learn how your physical life integrates with your spiritual life. You'll develop skills that align your thoughts, emotions, and decisions with the abundant life Jesus intended. Use your Live Well training for personal growth, one-on-one -on -one coaching, small group facilitation, creating a culture of health and wholeness in your home, and so much more. You aren't too broken, too messy, too far gone, or too out of shape. Come let God surprise you as you give Him your heart and your body too. Take the first step towards a faith-filled, wholehearted life. Download a packet to get started. Hey, welcome to the Revelation Wellness YouTube channel. If you are listening to this on our podcast, I want you to go ahead and jump over to YouTube so you can see it. If not, enjoy listening. But if you're with us here on our YouTube channel today, we're gonna have an interesting conversation. Alisa Keaton, Jess Connolly, me, Aaron Brewer, and Nick Connolly are all going to talk about, you ready? Modesty. That's right, modesty. Jess came with the topic and Alisa indulged and invited the men into the conversation. And I want you to hear it, I want you to see it, I want you to have the conversation with us and we wanna know what you think about it. What do you have to say? Put it in the comments or leave us a message if you're listening on podcast and speak pipe. Just swipe up on the show notes to do that. Are you ready to dive into this conversation? Let's go. All right, Revelation Wellness, welcome back to the podcast or over on YouTube. Look who's with me today. Hi. Yes. I love this cozy couch, Mama. And we're face to face. I know, I love it. Jess Conley. I may never leave. I would like you to stay and move here, please. Done. I have room in my house. It, um, the problem is that it's too high here. <laughs> Come on, don't be so rude. I'm sorry. You just got here. Sorry. It's lovely. It's like living in a sauna. There's a reason why saunas are it's therapeutic. It's true. It's true. Yeah. But you've been doing cold plunges. I have, but I sauna first. Oh, you? Oh, I see. So I you get really hot. Yeah. And then you slide and in. And then I slide in. That's how's that going for you? I'm obsessed. Why? I want to talk to you about it. I know. I know you're dubious about cold plunges. I don't love the cold. Yeah. But I do, I believe thoroughly in the benefit. Yeah. I think it's fantastic for shifting into that, like you yeah. shock into the sympathetic. Yeah. And then you have to force. Yeah. So there's total good research. I like it for the data. I mean, you notice my, yeah. my like insulin reader um, reads my blood sugar constantly. My blood sugar drops immediately when I get in yeah. and it stays low for about two days. Really? So I'm doing it really for, to help stabilize my blood sugar and inflammation. 
and things. endorphins. All the things. But I hate being cold too, so it's it's a challenge. But that's part of why we do it. Yeah, is the you're mental mental challenge. Yeah. All right, so um, Jess is here and Nick for we're doing a little board summit. Jess is on the board, Revelation Wellness. I think. I don't know how that this happened. Are you kidding? Yeah, I got to get people on your board. We know how this happened. I it love was a it. middle of the night email. I mean, it was. It was the <laughs> middle of the night. This is how it all That's happened. That's how it all started. We've got to find that email. If you guys, it's in you. It's I, yeah, I don't even know if it was. I wonder if I could find it. So if you haven't heard the backstory is, I sent Elisa a middle of the night email in 2014. It was 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was either like January or early February. Mm-hmm. And said, help. Yeah. I need, I need like body image help. Yeah. And if somebody sent me that email now, I really want to believe that I would respond as generously as you did. Oh man, I would live for it. Like you I was really waiting. were like, okay, I'm in. I'm totally in. Put me in. And that's where I've been ever since. Uh, you've and been that's in. that's how you're here now on the board when I'm like, Jess, get I over here. It. Nick, get over here and I help love me it. with some guidance. Mm. So anyways, we're here. my life. Doing a little bit of work with the board. So yeah. I said, let's do a quick little chit chat. Uh huh. And we're going to talk about modesty. Modesty. Let's do it. Okay. Do you want to know? I, I don't know why I decided. You said, let, what do we want to talk about? I said, let's talk about modesty because I want to talk about it with you. I actually almost refuse to talk about it anywhere else. Because, right. Why? Yeah. Well, do, are we going straight in? Yes. We're jumping. Okay. Well, number one. I don't even like to use the word triggering, but it is really triggering for the people. The word modesty is yeah. so triggering Do you think for it's people. connected to purity culture? Yes, yes. I do. Um, I, I, but really, here's why. Here's the number one reason why I refuse to talk about it. Okay. Because I, and I wonder if this is true for you, mm-hmm. whenever I talk about body image, mm-hmm. body freedom, mm-hmm. kingdom, body mindset, mm-hmm. whatsoever, I will very often get like a comma, but what about modesty? Mm. And so in that context, I refuse to talk about it mm-hmm. because I say, I do not accept the premise of the question mm-hmm. because you're pitting freedom and modesty against each, each other. other. And now I don't want to talk about this anymore. Mm. Now I, I, you're, you're trying to, and I, I don't blame people because I know why. Yeah. Well, I, it's the enemy, but mm-hmm. That's the main reason why I just immediately want to shut it down. Mm. Can I tell you a, a truth? Yeah. I, um, I made it a code word on my Instagram that if people say it, it doesn't show up. If they say modesty. If they comment anything, anything with the word modest, modesty, modesty, it's gone. I don't yeah. see it. I didn't know you could do that you on can. Instagram. You can. These are things I need to learn. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've got a few, not trigger words, but words that people yeah. want to like. Yeah. They want, it they means they want to fight they and want they want to. And so that's the main reason why, because I'm like, if, if you, if I'm coming to you saying God made your body good at the beginning of time, he created you uniquely, he handcrafted you and you, and you experience the effects of a fallen world now, but you don't have to get free. You get to agree with freedom. And if your first response is comma, but what about modesty? Mm. We're on such different pages. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. So then how did you get to where you are with this, yeah, where you where your viewpoint has changed. Yeah, didn't you say? So here's so here is my backstory, yeah. which not everybody knows. I, yeah. I've shared this a little bit. Um, I I was becoming a 
passionate Jesus follower in the thick of purity culture. Yeah. Um, early 2000s. And I went in hook, line, and sinker. I mean, I lassoed purity culture on my head like I was a cowboy. Like, did you wear the high... I lived in Columbia, South Carolina, and I did not wear short sleeves for an entire year. I I would have never worn a short sleeve shirt. Never. You wouldn't let your gift show? No, would never let my... You swung really... What can I ask? Yes. Was your were your friendships that way? Did everyone do that, or were you kind of stepping into? No. I'm gonna do this. Because. I was a little Pharisee, Woo! just crying in the night, just spewing shame on anyone oh, who would listen. I was a there youth leader. I was the worst of the worst. I was the people you make jokes about. I was a youth leader. I sat girls down and said, like, absolutely not. It's a no wow. But you know why? You know why I picked up this horn and blew it. Yeah. Because I felt shame about my body. Yeah. And I was so mad. Yeah. Seeing other women show their skin. Yeah. And so I didn't know how to talk about my own shame. And so I covered myself up and then said, you should too, because your body makes me uncomfortable. And the way I feel about my body makes me uncomfortable. So that, that's my long-term perspective. Now that being said, what I really truly believe, and this is why I don't even like to talk about it. I don't even like to I don't even like to respond to the question. Because what I really truly believe is that if we run after God, mm-hmm. if we run after God in Amen. our good bodies, if we are if we want to honor God, if we want to be reverent to God, we're gonna end up wanting to honor him in what we wear too. Yeah. He he we're not gonna yeah. miss part of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm I just don't worry about it. Yeah. Um wow. But that takes time, mm-hmm. and it takes submission to Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, and it takes trusting God, mm-hmm. and it takes loving His Word. Mm-hmm. And any time we try to legislate freedom, it's legalism. Okay. So I don't want to teach anyone legalism. I want to. I want to teach people to run after God. That's right. And to want to honor God, and I know that where they land may not look exactly like right. where I land. Because we are going to live in different places and have different right. cultures and have different contexts and have different convictions. And Jesus yeah. could snap his fingers mm-hmm. and we'd all agree. And he doesn't mm-hmm. on purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have to trust there's something good in that. So where I've landed now is I, I, I want to live a modest life. Mm-hmm. I want to honor God. But when we, when we talk about modesty, really, there's one passage that we get stuck on in First Timothy 2. Um, oh, Timothy. Oh, oh, Timothy. And as if that chapter has right. gone so a lot of trouble. Did we go on to three? <laughs> Did we go on to three is the question. Yeah. But the word there actually means reverence. It means like you should dress reverently. And I want to dress reverently. Um, but I believe modesty is a heart issue. And I think there are so many areas in our life where we ignore this. So, I mean, I, I, can, I cannot fathom how we got to a place where we can get obsessed with modesty about clothing, but we, we aren't modest about our God-given gifts or we're not modest about our house mm-hmm. or we're not modest about our kids' successes. Oh yeah. Or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right. It's a heart posture. It, this is a heart posture. Yeah. Let's run after reverence for yeah. God Yeah. in all things. Yeah. And let's not legislate how it looks for other people to show up. Okay. Now, can I talk to you from my side of the yes, couch? Please. Because I love your story. Uh-huh. And we know y'all get the book, Breaking Free from Body Shame, to find out, you know, you really awesome. go there about, I still think of you as a little girl in the back of a truck slicing your, I still always yeah. think of that. It's why one of the reasons I continue to write books for mm-hmm. those that fall into the, 
um, the shame place and neglecting yeah. the body, not yeah. recovering, like just feeling disassociated to your body. I'm the other side of the coin. I over-associated with my body. Yeah. I've over-identified with my body because my body fit what was acceptable yeah. to cultural norms. So I have this tension where if I show up in my, I mean, look right now, I have, my arms are showing. I love them. Thank you. <laughs> I love the arms. Like, but they're also polarizing for people. Yeah. There's this, oh, well, you, that's easy for you to say. It's easy for you to talk about whatever, you know, exercise or eating or. I think about this a lot with you. So I'm pinned because if yeah. I really allowed myself to be just wearing whatever, like fully, like I cheer you on. Like, yes, show the world that. If I show it, I'm aware that the assumption people will have is she is so vain, like so prideful. Look at her about her body. They will yeah. get distracted and focus on my body more than what I'm saying. Does that make sense? I hear you. I think it's a tension. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this though. Here's my counter argument. I don't know if I've ever told you this. Tell me. Um, I knew for years after you and I started working together, I knew for years at some point I'm going to write a book about body shame, right? I know I'm going to write it. Um, and... I had a handful of people who love me a lot tell me that if I somehow lost weight, if my body became more typical, um, that I would lose my authority in this area. Mm. And nobody meant, everybody meant to say it in a loving way. Like, hey, if you, if you looked tidier or if you looked smaller, you wouldn't be able to have so much authority in this area. And when you say the flip side of it, shoot, what do you want to say to me if somebody said that? Get those words out of your mouth. That's not where my authority comes from. So it makes me want to say, like, you get those words out of your mouth because are they going to stumble? For sure. But also, are they going to stumble under, like, a false narrative about what gives you authority? Yeah. But then what do we do with Paul saying, I don't do anything to cause anyone to stumble? Yeah, and then what do we do with all his letters where he makes us all stumble? <laughs> I think we say he was human and he was for sure trying, but Paul's made me stumble a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I, I find myself, I just feel this pressure yeah. of you've got to keep it covered up yeah, um, so that it doesn't cause people to stumble or do whatever. But I also know it's because I feel maybe that people are so inundated with what is a perfect body. Yeah. That I somehow fit that. And honestly, as I'm getting older, yeah. now I'm starting to be like, let me show you what it looks like to have saggy skins. Let yeah. me show you what it's looked like to have a premenopausal body, like a perimenopausal body. Because there's something there about making it seen. Yeah. But because my body fits more of a acceptable norm, yeah. I almost feel this like a shame. Like, yeah. Or I have to, I have to shrink back so I don't, make people feel worse or feel I think it's all a heart issue and I know you want to pull some men in here and but before you do I do want to say you know okay let's go to the heart 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 of the issue because when we say stumbling what we're what we're very often a lot of times talking about as men too right as women I don't even know you're not about men okay that's what purity culture was talking about see I wasn't in pure girl I was in the club I I was with tricky Okay, well, these are the DMs I'm getting. Like, what about my teenage boys? You know, and I want to say I have teenage boys. 
Um, Your teenage boys are seeing far worse out in the world. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I have, I, to be fair, I've never once talked to my teenage boys about what other girls are wearing. Yeah. I've talked to them about their hearts. Yeah. I've talked to them about where they're putting their affection and their attention. Mm-hmm. But I've never said, like, oh, not her. Look at what mm-hmm. she's wearing. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm down for any really honest scenario where we can sit with women and say, hey, are you trying to make a guy lust after your body? Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. it's not good that's messed up yeah and for real that's that's where our brains go when we get dressed sometimes sometimes when we get dressed we think i want to walk into church today this is what we really think women sit with me sometimes we walk into church and we think i want them to think i have it all together today we think i want them to look at my outfit and think i'm rich oof we think i want them to see how put together i am and think i'm wise we think I want them to, to look at my kids' outfits and think, she's such a good mom. Mm. Capture all those thoughts and confess them to God. Yeah. Because they're all the wrong ones. Amen. <laughs> but you're going to have them. Yeah. So confess them and hold them up. And I, absolutely, if one of those thoughts is, and I hope they think my butt looks good, or I hope they yeah. think I'm sexy, for sure talk to God about that. Yeah. Because there are so many more compelling ways that we can use our bodies um, and, and there's an identity at the heart of that. Mm-hmm. So here's my final thing I'll say just when we're talking to women, when it comes to modesty, et cetera, um, I don't, I don't believe it's our job to like legislate for anybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it's our job to even, um, I, I don't even believe we can do what Paul said of like, be all things to all people all the time. I, we just can't. It's and like, cause no one to stumble. And cause no one to stumble. I don't believe we can. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I am not legislating that for anyone. But can um, I just say, causing someone to stumble also means, like, I'm going to throw this rock out so other people will. That's an intention. Yes. I don't think, Paul, you're right. Yep. We are going to cause people to stumble because we're so diverse and different. But I think it's more about, are you intentionally wanting other people to think something of you or to absolutely to get higher than someone else, position yourself? That's, 110%. That would be. Yeah. Okay. But I would say, let's also just, let's seek modesty and reverence in every part of our lives. Yeah. You know? Okay. I love you. I love you. I love, just love it. Okay. I love those arms. There they are. They continue. I'd be stuck on them. I'd be walking around like this. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, we're going to invite the, the boys are coming in and to join this conversation on modesty. Come on over. So Nick and, uh, y'all know Nick. Nick is Jess's hubby. Let's see, you going there, Nick? I'll go here. What's going here? I'll come here. You come here. All right. Freight. And then here's Aaron, everyone, y'all. You know, I'm privileged to want to see you, Aaron. Uh, Jeez. You talk about modest right here. Right here. (laughs) This is the picture of modesty. (laughs) For my legs. Okay. Hold on. I have have a question first for Jess. Go. To start, did you kiss dating goodbye? Um, Well, I was dating Nick at the time when the book came out. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think I was like, forget it. Did you, so it that was, wasn't part of your purity <laughs> moment? I think I told other people to kiss dating goodbye, but I was like, well, I mean, well, we're recording. <laughs> we're recording. But that was, we're that was the height of our dating. The height yeah. of our dating. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Again, I am out of this. So this, this so is the like, purity yes. culture mecca. Like this was the trophy of purity culture. Yeah. Josh Harris wrote. 
I kissed Which Indigo Bob. I saw Which stuff yeah, on yeah, yeah, these yeah. Con- like retracted. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, like mm-hmm. I did so much. Too. I mean, we were well, we, yeah, we drank the Kool Aid. We did. Yeah, we like were you empty. did the whole ring ceremonies and everything. I didn't have that. I we led the ring ceremony. We, at the church we, we worked at. <laughs> we. L- I don't remember that. I had the ring, and then no, we remember that big event at that church. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that we led it. We hosted wow. the event. Oh, okay. Yep, that's all. I just want to. We repent. Yeah. I mean, except for not because yeah. you know there's know. parts of it. Parts of it there's so parts good. of it. It's the manipulation. It of is. It. It's in manipulation. And I came out of. I had. I lived a really dark life before I met Jesus. Nick did not. Like when we started dating, and. So I always say to all the women who are like, purity culture just messed me up. I'm like, I get it. Me too, to some degree. Also, the world really messed me up before I came into the church. Oh, so I had, I had both, you know, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We want to hear from guys' point of view. When we say the word modesty or what, what do you, what do you need? What do we need to know maybe as women that you would want us to know about it in your input? So many Go ahead. So, a story. You don't know this story. Oh, boy, everyone. Get ready. Story. Story time with Aaron. When when I was in college, uh, I was at a very conservative Baptist Bible school. I was at Word of Life Bible Institute. I went to the one in Florida. I was on this singing ensemble. That's how I paid for school. You was, were singing? I, sing, I traveled and sang with this ensemble group. We did harmonies wow. and went to Christian schools and got them stuff. to go to our, you know, whole Yeah. Okay. So, we came to California to do a camp. All these, like, High school guys and girls were at this camp, uh, and then there were there was this group of like twenty or so Bible Institute kids who were leading this camp, and so I was one of those kids. And somehow it became a topic of conversation. We need to address these high school girls about modesty because of something that happened in the camp. And we want you to do it. Uh-uh. I'm a college first yeah. year out of. I'm, I'm so 18 sorry. Years I'm old. So sorry. My first sermon was to a group oh, of females about guys. modesty, and I promise you, if they if they listen to anything that I said, I manipulated, twisted their brain mm-hmm. into like this idea of what I knew. Yeah. And so it, I also like I remember it. It was that. It's now that burned into my brain of things that I said that I, w- I have three daughters. I would never want someone to say to me. Oof, yeah. And it was complete guilt, complete mm-hmm. shame, because we are more interested in behavior modification than we are heart transformation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what that really means is we actually don't think that Jesus is enough to transform you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So therefore, mm-hmm. we have to fix your outside mm-hmm. so that we're comfortable and then, we have to regulate it. And, and then the problem, right? So like that was my first introduction to ministry, right? But then the problem becomes later on that what we actually taught girls was that it is your problem yeah. that our boys are sinning yeah, and lustful, lustfulness. Like, no. Yeah. The, my problem is not that my daughter's shirt doesn't touch the top of her jeans. The problem is that your son has a heart issue and can't see anything of my daughter but her body. Yeah. So let's teach maybe both and, right? Or come to a place where it also, modesty is a first world problem. Explain that. 100%. Right? 
Yeah. So if there's someone today, we could walk down the streets here, down into the like city, and there are people that can't afford proper clothing. Right. And what they have could come across as completely mm. immodest. Ooh. So where's modesty taught? Like, oh, well, it doesn't apply to them. Well, what does it right. look like for someone to run after the heart of Jesus? Right. And this is how they live it back up. It's a first world problem. And it's an American, like, insulated because yeah. that's one thing that was Fair. really marking for us is seeing the church outside of the U.S. Like going to churches in Brazil. We went on mission trips in yeah. Brazil. And we all the girls would have to wear one pieces when we went to Brazil. And like all the all the like Christian women who lived in Brazil were wearing Brazilian thongs. Suits. Like 100%. And the guys too. And they are, and you, you're like, oh, how can they all just love God and talk about Jesus on the beach with their whole bodies out? And you're like, oh, because they're not obsessing over it. Right. Because they're, they're not doing this like not their morbid introspection of, right. They're not, it's not their idol. They're like, wow. we just, these are our bodies. Love that. Yeah. Nick. Yes. What are your thoughts? I, I, I love what y'all were saying earlier, especially pertaining to this conversation, is I feel like anytime we're refereeing people, mm-hmm. it is from a heart of religiosity. And and I, I just have, when I step back and look at the landscape of, of culture in all aspects, I just feel like we're spending more time refereeing people yes. than we are trying yeah. to get with Jesus our own selves. And so I think modesty is just one of the issues or one of the symptoms where we're just all out here blowing the whistle at each other. Yes. What I love about the church and what I love about following Jesus is that there are people in our lives that will be in our lives and they have access to our lives and they know our hearts. And so if something were wrong in my life, I would hope that there'd be a couple people around me would say, hey, um, I just, I don't know if you know this but I'm bringing to you in love. And so I just, my heart always hurts in conversations like this where we all feel the responsibility to regulate everyone else's life and how we dress is just one of those things. And so I think it's a bigger thing, but I just feel like it's like, oh, just put on our tab. This is what we're out here doing. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. And remember that in the beginning, yep, it was naked yeah. and unashamed. Yeah. And it's as if we just don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. So let's police it. And so we're all comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because in reality, the body is just this amazing, beautiful thing. Why are we so triggered by what we see? Mm-hmm. So then it somehow makes me feel less or uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It really is a reflection of our own discomfort. Okay, I want to ask one more thing, though. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate I love here. it. I'm thinking about people that are going to ask questions. Yes, good. Holiness, mm. yeah. Modesty, yeah. Do do they do they collaborate or compete? I love holiness. I love to talk. You about wrote holiness. a book on it. I did. I wrote a book what on was holiness. That? Which one was it? Dance, 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 run. run. Yeah, it was my favorite book I've ever written. It's our favorite thing to joke about because nobody read it, but it's okay because I I, I freaking loved that book. Yeah, I just told you this week's mate. It is a great book. So how? Yeah, I, have you changed since writing that book? Okay, so none, not at all. I feel same so strong. Yeah, really? I feel. I mean, the book is called "Dance, Stand, Run" because the idea is that you have to dance in grace, stand in holiness, and run on mission. Yeah. Um, and I still totally feel that way. And I, um, again, like I, I now can read First Timothy two in context and be like, yes, mm. couldn't agree more. I, 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 do, I don't feel like comma, but what about this? I'm like, you're. I get it. 
I hear you. I read it in context. I know it was a letter you were writing in context to a to particular people person, who, yeah. yeah. And but the heart behind it, do I do I want to run after reverence in every part of my life? I really do. Now, this it's the same way that I feel about body shame in this idea that like I don't want to make my body good. My body is already good. I want to come into agreement with that. That's how I feel about holiness. I am not trying to become holy. Woo! I, I was made holy at the moment of salvation. I am experiencing sanctification as I become more made into the likeness of Jesus Christ day after day after day. But I'm as holy as I'll ever be mm. right now. Mm. And I want to come into agreement with that. I want to agree that I'm set apart. I want to agree with all of those things. Mm. Um, I, and, I, and I want Holy Spirit to be able to correct me and call me up about what that means in new seasons. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But... They don't compete. Yeah. They collaborate. I don't, yeah. Holiness and modesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I yeah. Just... And like to exactly what you're saying, I think the fault when we think of holiness in this churchy aspect is that, the, is that those that don't think that they collaborate don't understand that holiness is not our doing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. It is God's doing. Yeah. And so they, in order for it to actually not collaborate would mean that when I do this, then I am holy as yeah. opposed to I've he has exactly yeah. so That's therefore what. I yeah yeah it's the opposite yeah and I think like let it let it you know let us have complex conversations about what that means and what that looks amen. like amen and let's do it in safe settings you know and let's be okay if we don't land in the same yeah. absolutely you know <laughs> like we don't know how to do that in the church we don't know how to do differences yeah and uh we don't agree i don't have to agree but i can still love and get on mission yeah and i think that's why for me i have that like code word clearance on my (laughs) on my social media because i'm gonna go find it on dude it's crazy because it looks like it posts but i don't see it (laughs) and nobody else does either it's a it's a nice little tool um you don't feel silenced but you are (laughs) Um, passive aggressive way it is a little passive aggressive (laughs) but the reason why and you'll understand this is because this my freedom in this season of my life is too tender for anybody else to speak into it and so when i launched breaking free from body shame and i had so many people saying like what about modesty but what about modesty but what about modesty and i was like it's not even what the book's about yeah i'm not having this conversation with you you know i was like my freedom is too my freedom is too important to me yeah to let other people and i and fyi it's not natural to have this conversation on social media amen to legislate what is happening in somebody's heart and life and culture and context that's not natural right that's that's not where we but like do we want to sit on sofas with safe people and say like okay so guys, this is what I'm. This is what I think it might mean for me right now. Yeah, let's gosh, do that. Let's do that. You know, gosh, that's good. True. So that means I need you two to move to Arizona, okay? So we can have these right, safe conversations. You could just ask God to turn the heat down here. <laughs> we can do be all You can move here from October. That's right. To May, we'll batch a bunch of snowbirds. Snowbirds. We have tons snowbirds. of snowbirds. We'll bring the kids. It's great. Well, uh, we have a big yeah. dog. Oh, they will melt here. They'll melt. He's wearing his built-in swoop. All right. Well, we could go on and on, mm-hmm. but it's hot in here now. Well, yes, we have <laughs> to turn this, it. We, we have to turn the, the air off for these little You guys can have good sound. So <laughs> we're out of here. We love you. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming. And uh, hey, if you're on YouTube, 
uh, like, comment, share, but also tell us what other kind of couch conversations would you guys like to have? Yeah, we want to. Um, Aaron can talk all day long about anything. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> and we can grab anyone coming through town. Let us know. We'll put you on this couch. Yep. But we love you guys. Thanks for being exactly who you are. Thanks for having us. Love it.